Hello, and welcome to Working Graduates, a conversation show for graduates of the Landmark Forum about their professional lives and business. I am Scott Herbst, one of the founders of LandmarkGrads.com and the host of the show. I'm really excited. I am here with Susan Markham today, who is the owner and founder of Awakening Consulting, and her whole history is going to come out in the conversation. How I want to introduce Susan is that we met, I just clicked a link I saw on LinkedIn to a webinar that looked compelling. Had no idea who Susan was. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to this webinar, was completely taken with uh, the approach she outlined to coaching and consulting and working with organizations. And uh, synchronicity just kind of happened because not probably two weeks after that, someone said, hey, sent me a message and said, hey, you have to meet this woman. And interestingly, it turned out to be the same woman from the webinar. And we talked and hit it off. And I said, Susan, you got to be on our podcast. Uh, So really thrilled to have you here. How are you? Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm doing well. Um, I'm doing very well. Life is moving quickly. It seems like things have ramped up. Everyone I speak with, whatever their profession or their area of interest, um, people just seem accelerated right now. So don't know what that phenomenon is and doesn't really matter. It's just life happening. Yeah. uh, It's a good sign. It's a good sign. The lethargy that was present, um, maybe the last time we spoke, that people were just kind of in a waiting pattern that seems to have dissipated somewhat and people are now being much more active and engaged so that's always a good thing awesome so here's where i want to start the conversation is why don't you share with me and our listeners a little bit about your participation history with landmark okay great i mean you can start with you can share whatever you want how you found out about it, what had you do it, what programs have been the most impactful, whatever you want to share. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for providing that direction. Um, So let's see. I, um, one of the career choices of mine was I owned a travel agency and this was pre-computer era. Mm -hmm. So the need for travel agents was very real and apparent. Yeah, Um, we had our people we would go to and we could work miracles and come up with the perfect program, et cetera. But I started um, somehow to get involved and I just made this up. I got involved in what I called consultative travel planning. Uh And when people would come into my office, I would ask them, what do you want to get out of this trip? How do you want to grow, change nurture, or do you just want to be pampered for a while? So let's imagine it's a year from now and you're at a family gathering and somebody turns to you and says, you went on vacation last year, Scott. Tell me about that. How did that change your life? What would you say? Yeah. And based on their answer, I would work backwards and fill in the pieces rather than the traditional approach. Where do you want to go and how much do you want to spend? And how long do you have? So I was starting to plant the seeds already for both landmark and consulting, but I had no idea. Um, A a client of mine, actually, I was trying to remember who introduced me. Um, He did the landmark forum and he called me after the weekend and said, this is a course that speaks your name. It's got your name written all over it. I absolutely think you could do it. There's nothing that needs to be fixed with your life. I can only imagine what will open up for you and how life will expand if yeah. you take this course. And I trusted him. I went I, to the introduction. I signed up. This was in May of 1995. So I did the Landmark Forum. Um, and was then it the I Landmark did, Forum at that point? It was the Forum. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was the Forum. And then I did the advanced course, and I did the um, 
was it the communications course next or the self-expression and leadership? I completed the entire curriculum within a series of six months. Oh, wow. And by the end of 95, the writing was starting to um, be very, very clear, the writing on the wall about my career path coming to an end in the travel world. Computers were becoming more prevalent. People wanted to play travel agent. And I was the worst culprit. I was pushing my clients literally away from me, encouraging them to go online, be part of the process, immerse yourself in the culture before you even go somewhere so you mm-hmm. can see how it feels and fits. And um, they would go online and the banner ad would go across the top of the screen saying, if you book right now, $5 discount. And there went my loyal client of, yeah. of 20 years to save $5. But I couldn't fault them because I was encouraging that. Yes. So I really started, we uh, cut back on all expenses, moved to home base operations, um, made sure my staff was taken care of. About 10 weeks went by without my drawing a salary. And I realized it was not sustainable. Yeah. Speaking to some friends, a couple of people said, you should talk to this consulting firm. Um, They do a lot of this transformational, interesting work, and you should do this landmark forum. And this was now, before I had registered, this was the same course that my friend told me about, that my life would just expand if I did this course. Yes. So I did the course. I also interviewed at a consulting firm, and my whole life pivoted 100%. Um, After the self-expression and leadership program, I realized I wanted to lead the program. So I went into the introduction leaders program. As I said, I also did the communication course. I did one seminar after another, back to back for years. I wound up becoming a self-expression and leadership program leader, led that program while working at a consulting firm as an administrative assistant. A year into it, I realized this is definitely a calling for me. I was comfortable in the front of the room. Um, I really loved engaging with people. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was one-on-one or 500 people in the room. Yeah. I could engage with the individuals that were there in a way that was meaningful. Yes. So that's that's kind of where things went. Um, I closed my travel agency worked for the consulting firm, became a consultant and stayed there until uh, just before the pandemic started. And I woke up one morning and the word in my head was awakening. Uh-huh. And I thought, what am I supposed to waken up to? What is yes. it? And then I went to sleep, woke up a couple hours later and the phrase in my head was, if not now, when? Uh-huh. And I said, there's a message coming through. I'm not quite sure, but I looked at my life and I loved my life. I loved the work I did, consulting. I loved traveling, but, and this was a big but, not an and. Yeah, I get Um, it. (laughs) I wasn't home more than about a day a week, three to four weeks every month. Yes. And that was the, if not now, when? When was I going to live my life beyond work? My husband said jokingly to me one time, this is an observation, not a criticism, but all you talk about is work, all your jokes, all your relationships. And that's great. And I'm concerned that life beyond work doesn't exist for you. Yeah. So I really took a good hard look at my life and I thought, I'm going to just throw my hat in the ring of starting my own company and see where it goes. And that was. And so you started it right before the pandemic then. February, 2020, my first uh, group session work session was supposed to be March 13th. And I think the shutdown was March 12th. It It, was like dominoes falling to me. Whenever it happened, it was like, 
I yeah. remember I had, um, I was launching a course for my business and two weeks before when I'm like, really people should be, you know, boom, all yeah. this uncertainty. I'm like, am I going to have money? Just, exactly. you know, and then, uh, and then it's like, okay, well, I've got tickets to the NBA game and then they canceled the <laughs> NBA season and they, they canceled the meditation retreat. It was like, duh, 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 duh. yeah. 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 So I got, I took the time and I got certified in life coaching um, along with the management consulting and the executive business corporate focus that I had. And I just started taking one course after another. And, you know, I found something interesting, Scott. Um, I think I took a Tony Robbins course and um, I thought there's one body of information There may be different terms or jargon used to describe a breakthrough or um, blind spots. But everybody's really in the same conversation out there in the world. Yeah. I don't need to learn more content. I really don't need to add content to my repertoire. What I need to do is find my voice in all of this. Yes. And actually select the pieces of my journey, my whole lifetime, um, and really see how they've shaped me and how I've used my life experiences to then make a difference in the world and relate to people in a way that is my unique way. We all have our unique way and our unique purpose in life. So finding mine became my goal and then being able to share it with people. Yeah. And help others to find their purpose is what I designed my career around now. Fourth career change. <laughs> awesome. And well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the work you do then? Okay. Okay. Well, the um, clientele, when people say, well, who's your best client? That question cracks me up because I could be at one end of the spectrum or the other. Yeah. On one hand, Everybody that's breathing. Yeah. Anybody that is looking for a life that's fulfilling, that um, when they can look back on their time on earth, they can say, I'm, I made an impact, whether it was one person or an entire movement. My legacy was worth the effort and the joy and all that went along with it. So I, started to look at, you know, reaching everybody for everything. And I thought, well, that's, that's a pretty big mountain to climb. So let me just look at the core of what common thread there is that unites us all. Yeah. Rather than look at what's different and picking, you know, I'll take this segment, you take that segment. I thought, how can I be inclusive and include everyone, but do it in a way that's really meaningful? Yes. And it was people that have, and I didn't know it, but at the time, this was exactly where the world was heading. People who feel the rug's been pulled out from underneath them, whether yeah. it's real or imaginary. Yeah. They just don't have a footing anymore, a solid footing. They're disengaged, they're uninspired. Um, they're unmotivated. And it was almost like a precursor of what was to come because that's exactly what I started hearing from people. Go ahead. Yes. Well, it's funny too, that because that's kind of where the pandemic started. Exactly. Was it was like the rug got pulled out from under everyone. Exactly. Real or imagined. It definitely felt that way yeah I feel really lucky to have had this education yeah because it took me a couple days of being like really disoriented and I would say depressed yeah and and after a couple days I realized oh this is no future and from there I started I was like I got to create a future even if it's like three days from now I got to create a future create a future create a future Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm so glad you said that. That's where I started when I was designing my message and my mm-hmm. coursework. Yeah. 
I thought, okay, everything I've learned at Landmark and everything I've learned in life, you have to purpose exists inside of direction. You have to kind of know where you're headed. Even if you don't have the whole picture painted, you have to have a general sense of. Yes. And the word architect, dream architect, that phrase kept coming up in my mind. And I thought, okay, so what does an architect do? An architect draws the plans for a house. Yes. He'll sit down with the potential house owner and what he's actually doing is interviewing them and asking, what purpose do you want this room to fulfill? Yes. So the kitchen will provide nourishment, maybe good times, maybe dancing while you're cooking. And so it will you, you paint a picture of the purpose of that room and then the purpose of the next room and so on until you have a complete picture called your future home. Yeah. Or you could substitute it and take all of that context, map it onto your life and call it my future life. And the different segments or compartments of your life. I believe there's one you and you take you everywhere. Yeah. You might tone down or amplify certain aspects of yourself at work with certain friends, family members, but there's really one central core you. Yes. And my passion became, what if we were integrated and not segmented? Yes. I had a lot of life experiences. I survived cancer twice. I lost yeah. a husband right when I was doing my self-expression and leadership program. When I was taking the course, yeah. my husband died. And um, the, the journey that I went on was just amazing. I've lost parents. I lost my brother, many dogs, best friends. So I've experienced loss, but not been um, a martyr about it. And yeah. people say to me, how did you, I couldn't have done what you did and bounced back. How did you do it? I said, there was no how. There was just doing it. Yeah. In life, you're not dissecting it. Yeah. You're, you're an being an observer and a participant simultaneously became yes. a goal of mine. How can I coach people to notice what they're noticing? Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. That's your clue into what's important to you. And what you've been tolerating and settling for and putting up with. Then comes the pandemic and, oh, well, these circumstances are beyond our control. Everything else I could deal with, but not a pandemic. Well, you know, maybe you do have some say into the environment you're going to work in, in your home. Decorate a room so that it expresses you while you're at work. If you can express yourself with other people physically. So I, it was a challenge for me to start to adapt all of the strong beliefs that I've had. Yeah. And I thought, I am who I am, not in spite of my circumstances, but because of them. Yeah. So let me work with people on that aspect of life. Yeah, let me see if I'm hearing you right. It, it, I, I love the phrase dream architect. Yeah. That just, yeah. that's compelling right yeah. there. Right. And um, it, you, you mentioned earlier that your foundation in the travel business would become, or it was like the seed for what you're doing now. Right. And the parallel I see there is that, you know, planning a vacation, you would sit and say like, well, how do you want to grow? Right. And what I'm hearing in the work you do now is really looking at, well, uh, you didn't say it this way. So this might be wrong. It's not a, so I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is really like, what, what is your life for? Yeah. Getting to that. Exactly. And then what having like, and that's the you, you are right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the integrated you. And then there's great. Let's have like all the different areas of your life be an expression of that. You got it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So I start with people painting that picture. No constraints, no limitations, no feasibility testing. Yeah, forget, just like dream. Dream. Yeah. What would you absolutely love? And I thought I better start with myself. So what would I like my work week to look like? Well, I'd like to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'd like to start about 10 a.m., get all my emails, meditation, centering out of the way before 10, and then complete my day by four, and then do exercise, dance class, whatever. Um, And earn six figures income and take off two months a year for travel. So I have started to fulfill, for the most part, Tuesday through Thursday, client work only. Yeah. So Monday, Friday, I work, but it's my time to do podcasts, to do organization. Yeah. Writing. Um, I'm not earning six figures. Um, but I realized, you know, the importance of things, they've moved around a lot on prioritization and I may never take two months a year off. I may take six months a year off. So the dream was an anchor. The dream was that direction I talked about earlier. In order to find your purpose, you need to be looking in a certain direction. So I help people identify and locate that direction, that dream of what they would love. It's kind of like an architect's blueprint. Yeah. And what comes up automatically is all the places you're not that. Yeah. Or where you're too much of something else that's displacing that dream. Yes. So we start to look at, well, how big is the gap between where you are and where you want to be? Yes. And I'm a firm believer that when people start the not enough conversation, there's always something you can do right now at this moment in time with what you currently have. Mm-hmm. So let's go to work there. We yeah. won't go to work on the end result. We'll go to work on taking a couple of steps. Okay. And then we build. And the third part, which is the most critical, are the actions. The actions, the thoughts, the decisions we've made, the choices that led to those actions. And what if? It's a lot of what if conversations. What if I made a different choice? What if I had a different thought? What if equally valid this were possible? Oh, well, then I see a whole different set of life choices. Great. Which one do you want to take on first? And the work can be, like I said, one-on-one. It can be geared around leadership. Sometimes it's focused around relationships, but then when you start peeling the layers away, um, the relationship that's most critical is your relationship with yourself. So it comes back full circle. Yes. Design thinking, um, a lot of exciting different options for strategy work. You know, the corporate side of me creeps in every once in a while. I talked to a lot of people in the last couple of years that left their secure six-figure job and started a mobile um, physical training company where the person said, I'm going to come to you with all the equipment in my truck and we'll work out in your driveway while the pandemic's raging. Uh Uh-huh. And I coach him and he's got a tremendously successful business now. He's won the best of awards back to back to back for the last two years. And he's thriving, thriving. Touring around, giving people workouts. Exactly. Pulling up the truck and pulling the set of weights out. (laughs) Yeah, I think I love what you're talking about. I love how you are doing the work with yourself. And one thing I'm hearing there is that it 
it's such a discovery. And I think a lot of the things people would say they want are, I'm going to say it this way, this probably came from the wisdom course or somewhere, but it's almost like inherited in some way. Like it's not really, you know, when I think about my own business, as I'm listening to you, I realize I have some kind of arbitrary goals that are like, well, I should be making more money. Right, right. And so I set a goal to make more money. But like, is that really an expression of what I want for my life or what I want my life to be about? And I don't know that it is. Yeah. And, um, and I can hear in the work you do, that there is this discovery of, and it sounds iterative in a way. Absolutely. It's like, like, let's like look at your dream, but then you start like digging around in your dreams in a little bit. Yeah. And maybe you find like, you know what? I don't know that that was the dream or that that goal I set was really the expression of it. Yeah. And so let's adjust and be willing to say, you know what? I kind of like actually a five day work week but I want to say how the work week goes Yeah. or, you know what, maybe I don't want to earn all that money and I could take more time off and do that. Right. Yeah. So I love what you're saying. And I like that you use the word inherited because I I use the word borrowed and Mm. that we often will borrow what we hear or see someone else doing or saying. And there, we might say, well, let me just try this, but that's not really what's going on. When you borrow that, you actually often relinquish something else in order to make room for whatever it is you're borrowing. Mm. So to accommodate what it is that you see or, or observe someone else doing, you might have to put on hold something that you're currently doing. So the question then becomes, what are you, what's the value of the thing that you're borrowing and what's the value that you're giving up? And in there lies your choice. So if what I'm borrowing looks like a shiny new object and after a week I'm done with it, then the value is just fleeting. There's no permanence. There's no real deep rooted meaning or purpose in it. If the value is much more um, expansive, then maybe whatever it is you're giving up is well worth closing it up, putting it away, it served its purpose. So one of the things that I do, and somebody asked me, what's your style? What do you do? Do you... um, They didn't use the word prescriptive, but that's kind of what they were describing. So you have a set of do's and don'ts that you give to your coaching clients. And I said, no, not at all. I don't have any of the answers. The answers are within you. My job is to be as evocative as as I can and help you discover, which was another word that you used, your answers to your architectural dream. That's my sole job, to help you to peel all the layers and the life experiences, not to discard them and rise above like a martyr, but to pull them in and say, wow, you know, when my husband died, I've said this so many times, it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've ever experienced in this life. Watching the transition and whether you're spiritual and you believe in God or or angels, there were things that happened that were absolutely magical. He exhaled and I had house plants hanging in seven windows across the front of my house. When he exhaled his next to the last breath, every house plant in succession fluttered as if a bird were flying through Uh and causing that kind of disruption in the patterns. Yeah. And I just knew that was his soul, part of his soul. Yeah. Transiting. Um, 
that watching the transition, actually watching energy move from his toes up through his body until it pulsed right here in his third eye. There was just an under the skin kind of a vibration that was traveling. I could see the life literally leaving his body. Now I've never had children, but I imagine it's childbirth in reverse. So instead of watching the life enter a, a human being, watching it leave was just as magical, mystical, soul stirring. I don't even have words to describe it, but it was one of the most magnificent experiences of my life. Yeah. How has that experience influenced you? And, and I'm curious, here, here's what I'm curious about and what I'm getting at is, and intrigued by, is you said like using your past experience to actually then, I don't know if you said this, so correct me, but, but then to shape the contours of your dream. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, I'm curious how, how you do that, how that works and how, like if you could use that as an example. Great, great question. And yes, I did use the word shape, the dream or something very close to that. Um, so how did I use it? It had me get in touch with my own, a couple of things with my own mortality. Mm. And it had me, um, the, the significance of life and death altered tremendously. I no longer saw a finality at the end of one's life when they've died. Um, there's something that goes on. There's some process that goes on. Yeah. I continued to see signs and messages and um Monarch butterflies would appear and um, our well broke my, right after my husband died um, and the appraisal price kept going up and it was getting higher and higher and it was finally something like $7,000. I said, I don't have $7,000. And I was sitting on my back deck one day and a monarch butterfly landed on my ankle. And I kind of shook it just as a reflex and it didn't leave. It stayed on my ankle. And then it would fly away and come back, fly away and come back. And I thought, it's telling me something. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should stand up and see where it's going. It walked me down to the mailbox. And this was about four hours earlier than my mail normally came. Uh-huh. It walked me right to the mailbox, sat on the mailbox and waited for me to cross the street. I opened the mailbox, the mail was already delivered early that day. And there was a check in there for the exact amount minus $7. That was an insurance policy that my mother had had. She died years before that no one knew about. And just out of the blue. And they just, yeah, the insurance company just mailed checks to the three kids. Wow. And it was the exact amount less $7 to repair the well. Isn't that cool? And so when one thing after another like that started happening in my life, um, it, it, it had me look at the whole context of living life and then not living life just shifted. I was doing a seminar. Um, what was the name of the seminar? It was the first time it was a, um, pilot um something about just being and i don't be here remember. now maybe it was be here now i don't remember the name of it um but the seminar leader asked the question so who can share an experience of a time when you weren't doing you were just being and everybody was trying really hard to come up with an example and then they catch themselves and they didn't realize when they had crossed over from being to doing. Yeah. 
And I thought about it and I thought the only thing I can think of is after George died, I remember sitting and looking at the clouds and I don't know how much time went by. I don't know what I did other than look at the clouds. I remember kind of talking to him and asking, where are you? What are you doing now? What does life look like from your vantage point now? And then my mother called, um, I'm sorry, my sister called and said to me, um, so what did you do today? I said, I, 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 I've just been kind of sitting around. And she said, um, did you have any lunch? Did you have breakfast? I, said, I don't know. And she said, well, what time did you get up? She was asking details of my life. Yeah. I had no idea. So I said to the seminar leader, that's about the closest I can get to experiencing just being. The only experience I had was me, the clouds, and having a conversation with someone that wasn't in the physical realm. And that's, that's it. That's all I can say about it. But it felt like pure being and no doing. The conversation was even branching out into a doing. It was an activity. Yeah. So just, I was awake, I was alive. So I guess I was being. And it started the whole thought pattern for what is life? What, what is our purpose, true purpose? And I came up with even back then uh, in 96, that to leave every single person, being, animal, human that I interact with better off for the interaction. Mm. And, and that's it. No more qualifiers, just having people walk away with a smile on their face for a minute, for a second, for a lifetime. Yeah. Say, yeah. Th- there is hope. There is good. There is joy. There is love, but it's not attached to me. It's just opening it up for them. Yes. Very cool. So did that answer your question of how that experience? Well, kind of, here's here's my next question is um, like, if I came in, how would, if you're not willing to do this, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm kind of like, like, what's a question you would ask me? Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So a, a great question that I start with is asking people, what do you pine for? What do you long for? In those moments when you allow yourself and you indulge in those conversations or thoughts, yeah. I wish we could go back to, or <clears throat> if only. Yeah. Can I, can I answer and, that question? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Please do. I have this dream of, I really love the work I do. Um, and I, uh, one of the great things about the pandemic for me is it forced me to work from home. And now my life is set up like I'm wearing basketball shorts right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've got my, yeah yeah right so it's um you know i put on the shirt to present on zoom right waist up yeah (laughs) Uh, and i've got slide sandals and (laughs) and i really love this and there's a lot of like growing flexibility even as like you said i've got this kind of morning routine where i go exercise and then i meditate and really enjoy my morning and and i have this dream of doing this but in the mountains Mm. and um, the picture of it is like, it's a pretty simple mountain house that is really accessible to things like hiking and in the winter snowshoeing. And, and like, I can live this life in this mountain community doing the work I love doing just in that environment. And, and so I think when you say, is that what you pine for? Like, am I answering the question right? You are. And I can see it in your face. What I'll often do if I'm face to face with people or on a Zoom, I'll have a mirror handy. Uh-huh. 
and I'll show them when they've just finished describing something they long for, part of their dream, I'll uh -huh. show them what they look like. Your face is actually glowing now. I don't know if it was before, but I didn't notice it. Uh huh. And you were smiling, your eyes were animated. So I can tell if we've gotten deep enough by the physical expression. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, and then I would typically, in a coaching session, I would then go into more depth and say, so if you had that mountain home and you had that lifestyle, what would that make possible? That's not currently possible in your life. Yeah. Okay. That's and, great. Then, and start to really poke holes in it. And um, I wouldn't get so early in the conversation, I wouldn't go to what's in the way, but that would be the natural progression. Yeah. After your dream is big and, and potent enough. It's palpable. You can feel it. Then, okay, so what's when you think of going for that, what's the very first thought that has you put the brakes on? And it might be time, it might be money. Those are the two big ones, usually, as we all know. Or it could be, at this point in my life, do I want to create that much upheaval? Am I ready for that much change? It could be something that's on a totally different plane. It will give you insight into yourself. Again, you have the answers in you. I'm not going to analyze. People ask me, well, it sounds like what you do is therapy. Are you a therapist? And I don't have any prescribed answers. Well, if you say this, then I'll say that. No, it doesn't go that way. Now, the second part to my questioning is, what are you dissatisfied with, discontented with? What do you hear yourself complaining about, um, justifying, rationalizing, tolerating, the whole gamut of, you know, well, I can do something about everything except the pandemic. That's yep. beyond my control. So I better wait until it's over. That's great. <laughs> um, I, I'll just tell you one of the Please. things I, I justify yeah. is uh, how much I work. Yeah. And it's funny because that's um, two of the things you ask what's in the way is one, I've got a fiance. And Congratulations. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's pretty recent. We got uh, engaged okay. in February. Yay. February. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but uh, but so then now, the, and this isn't fair to her at all because she's not really in the way. It's yeah. really completely yeah. in my head she's in the way, but I yeah. haven't had the yeah. conversation with her like, hey, here's my dream. Are yeah. you on board for this? Do you want to help me with it? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. Um, so there's probably some other fear there about yeah. it that is yeah. like would have me not even bring it up to her yeah or seriously explore it i probably mentioned it but in a kind of like oh wouldn't that be neat right um, right right um and then the other thing is um she complains about how much i work yeah and i justify it to her and and though if i'm honest um I would like to work less. Yeah. 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 I think most people I've spoken to, that's one of the big areas, justifying or tolerating or rationalizing. Yeah. Something having to do with how much or, um, and people come to the conclusion, it's not externally imposed. Like you said, it's not your fiance. It's your supposition that your fiance might be an obstacle yeah or you put that there yeah i think they call this a racket right yeah. like as long as it's her fault exactly and i don't have to be responsible for it that's right i would go for it but yeah yeah, yeah. but there's this so fiance then, i've never talked to it about so the same line of questioning would ensue yeah so if you did 
work one hour a week less, five hours a week less, every day, cut back an hour. <clears throat> what would you do with that time? And people have said sleep. And then they say, well, that's ridiculous. That's a waste. So you're managing your well-being. If, if, you know, that's the way I look at sleep. Now, people could see it as an escape or an avoidance. So again, it's not my question to answer. Yeah. It's your question to answer. But yeah, I got it. It really is like in your life. Yep. You want a exactly. toilet in your kitchen? Okay, great. Like, yeah. Well, that's the tagline for my my workshops: um, creating a life of design, not default. Because yes. we're defaulting so much to the pandemic, to finances, to climate, and I mean, these things are real. These are real. But we throw our hands up in the air and say, "I can't do anything about it." It's a bigger problem than just me. You know, climate change. Well, so if I use a plastic bag, you know, or I stop using plastic bags, that's not going to change the conditions on the planet. Well, it might if we all took on a practice. So, but again, no preaching, just inquiring, inquiring, inquiring. Awesome. We have a few minutes left here. And the okay. last question I always love to ask people, is there anything that you want to share that you haven't gotten to talk about yet? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. So I'm putting together a program. Yeah. I'm going to start next year, January to December. I am so excited about it. And I can't talk a lot about it because it's in the formulation stage. Yeah. But it's a 12-month mastermind. It's not a seminar. It's not training. It's to create what I'm calling a conscious community on the planet. Mm. Deep community. Yeah. So it's to attract people that are already very powerful thought leaders maybe top executives in their company, maybe entrepreneurs who are currently not working because they left their previous life and they're looking for what's next. Yeah. But committed to impacting other similar like-minded thinkers on the planet. Yeah, so together. people, people yeah. who are up to something and exactly. what they're up to involves contributing to others yep yeah very well said perfect <laughs> I'm Got it. That. that's exactly what it is yeah so it'll be a, a format of once a month we'll meet as a group small group and then in between there'll be little pods that will spring up awesome. naturally organically yeah you'll be coaching each other yeah and I'll be available for the entire year pretty much unlimited coaching so stay tuned. I'll have information that goes out on LinkedIn, probably most likely in the fall, start at the end of the summer and the fall. So that's something that's brand new. It's complete left turn from intense one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's now about community. Awesome. I guess it's my self-expression and leadership program. Um, I, I was just so, thinking that. I was yeah. just thinking that that is so. Yeah. Um, SCLP, self-expression yeah. leadership program, so community oriented. Yeah. And I love it because what becomes possible in community. Oh my goodness. And I never did you did you do the wisdom course? I did not. That's okay. Well, it's funny you haven't because yeah. there was something I remember. I don't remember what you said, but in that first webinar where uh, I don't think we talked then, but I met you. Yeah. was um you said something and i'm like wow that is so the wisdom course <laughs> but what i love about what you're saying is that it is about putting yourself in an environment exactly. where the conversation is for making a difference in a community exactly. of people who are up to making a difference exactly. and um i would call it 
it's almost the way I see it is it's like this well Mm. like I can like that's where I could go and get my water exactly and you know and then bring that water out to yeah like the rest of my life replenishing and sourcing all yeah you got it perfectly perfectly yep awesome and then you know the gamut one-on-one somebody's having difficulty in a relationship just something very immediate very quote unquote simple or obvious but none of it's simple or obvious because we're human beings so we're complex um at least from our perspective when you can step out of that human beings are complex mindset then it does become very simple and very manageable awesome that was a little random that's great. And uh, in our show notes, people will be able to contact you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, perfect. should I put it in the uh, chat or? Oh, I'll, I'll get you it. Have it. Okay. Yeah. The, here's how I want to wrap this up is okay. I always love to reflect back and say one thing that I'm taking away from this. Please. And um, and one thing I've really appreciated about our conversation was really appreciated the opportunity just to share what I pine for, because That's that is something idea. that I, d- I do keep it a little bit to myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about expressing it. And one thing I really appreciate you about you is being a space for the expression of that. Thank you. And yeah. and what I'm pointing to that I'm taking away and will practice in my own life is being, you know, my background, I have a PhD in behavior analysis. Mm, and mm. It's almost like, um, like I'm really trained to come up with the answers. <laughs> right. Right. And I love the viewpoint that people have the answers and providing space for those to arise and rise up and, I'm going to say it this way, like fill up the space out here in the world. And, uh, and so I'll be paying attention for, am I providing space? Excellent. Out of this conversation. So thanks so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I love talking to you, Scott. And thank you for the opportunity to do this and reach other people too. You are so welcome. It is such a delight. It is. It is. I look forward to the next time. Awesome. Thanks, Susan. Thank you, Scott. The Landmark Forum is a registered trademark of Landmark Worldwide and Landmark Grads, who brought you this podcast today, is not affiliated with Landmark Worldwide in any capacity. Thank you.